Hi friends, and welcome to the next episode of the Oakham Church Podcast. In this series, we're looking at metamorphosis, and we're exploring the life and the letters of the Apostle Paul. We're looking at what Paul's life as an example can teach us about transformation and change and this process of spiritual formation in our own lives. And as we read the words in the letters, alongside thinking about the life of the man that is writing those words, we are able to also examine our own lives and see where we are on our journey ourselves through formation, this ongoing spiritual transformation that we are all a part of as individuals and as families and as communities and as churches and as the world. We're in the letter to Titus again um, in this episode of the podcast. I want to start by talking about two superheroes. I want to start off by talking about Batman. Now Batman and his alter ego Bruce Wayne have a very interesting and turbulent um, relationship with each other as two sides of the same coin but also as where they fit within the society of Gotham City. You see from a very early age Bruce Wayne Um, inherits this great fortune of this massive mansion with the underground Batcave that he develops, but also this big business model as well, Wayne Enterprises. He's set up for life. He is a multi-billionaire in this difficult and um, traumatic kind of area known as Gotham City. Now, one of the ways that Bruce Wayne comes to terms with not only his parents' death that happened right in front of him, but also the crime and all the kind of the bad guys and the atrocities and the kind of villains that are coming through Gotham City and through um, um, all sorts of other things. People like the Joker and the Riddler and Penguin and Catwoman and you name it, Bane. Um, The list goes on and on and on. One, the, the main way that Bruce Wayne decides that he's going to deal with this situation is he is going to pump all of this money that he's got from Wayne Enterprises, this money mainly that he's inherited from his parents. He's going to pump all of that money into gadgets and weapons and vehicles and armoured suits and training himself up so that he can then go out as the Dark Knight and fight against crime and be this superhero. Don't get me wrong, I love Batman. I love the darkness of the storylines. I love the kind of emo moodiness of that character as Batman. But is this the best way that Bruce Wayne could deal with the issues that are going on in his city of Gotham? Is this the best use of his money and his time and his resources? Because if Bruce Wayne of Wayne Enterprises set up an institution, set up some charities, set up some non-profits that could put back into the society, that could pay back into Gotham, that could, uh, he could increase the schools and welfare state, he could put in all these different policies and after school clubs and work on 
um, sorting it out from within, then there would be no need for Batman. If the crime could be dealt with as a prevention rather than a, um, a, a retaliation to something that's happened, if all these young people that are finding themselves on the streets and getting involved in crime and drugs and, and what goodness knows what else as he escalates and escalates up to the point that they become some of the bad guys that Batman has to fight, if that could be dealt with at a lower level, at a grassroots level, if Wayne himself could pay money into the system and fund all these different charities and organisations that could help these people before they get to that point, then there would be no need for Batman. I said we're going to talk about two superheroes, so here's another one. Iron Man. We've had one from DC, now we'll have one from Marvel. Iron Man. Or his alter ego, Tony Stark. Emphasis on ego. Now, Tony Stark, again, is a very wealthy man. And he spends the money and the resources that he has on tech and gadgets and um, improving this Iron Man suit and the technology capabilities that go around it in order for him to be Iron Man and fight the bad guys and fly over to other areas of the world or even just to where they find themselves in New York and just deal with the bad guys and deal with the issues and stop all these people who seemingly are always kind of rising up with the next big weapons and all this sort of stuff. But what we find time and time again within the Iron Man and Avenger movies is that actually Stark Industries, Tony Stark's company, started out and made the majority of its money by producing and selling weapons of mass destruction. They were arms dealers and they got very, very good at what they were doing. So much so that the weapons that they were selling to these other nations and to these other people without doing the proper correct background checks and all that sort of stuff, just thinking about the money, all these stark weapons that go out into the world end up being turned back onto America, back onto Tony Stark himself. And he ends up having to deal with an issue that he was responsible for causing. And he has to fight these demons, as we see in some of the movies, where he realises that the way that he acted in the past and the way that he conducted himself and, and, and the way that he managed his company was, was detrimental to the fact that he wanted there to be peace. He wanted people to be safe. He wanted to keep people, the good people, safe. And that's where Iron Man initially came from. But it was all about battling a problem that he had caused himself. So on the one hand, you have Batman, who is created to deal with an issue that, that all the money and all the resources he's pumped into making Batman the best dark knight possible to be able to fight these bad guys. Whereas if Bruce Wayne would have just put that money into dealing with the issue in other ways, there would be no need for Batman. And on the other hand, we have Tony Stark, who creates this alter ego of Iron Man to deal with these bad guys that have all these dangerous weapons that he himself created. And if he didn't make so much money off the backs of dealing in these weapons of mass destruction, there would be no need for Iron Man. 
With all that said, we get to Paul. Paul goes to Crete, a, a Greek island, and he plants a church there with Titus. And as he leaves, he sends Titus back to go and be the pastor of the churches that have begun to spring up in that area and to deal with the issues that have come up within that area. Particularly, this is why he's writing the letter to Titus to help him as a pastor dealing with this church, this church that is made up of Gentiles and Jews. Now, the big divisions and all the reasons why these two people can't get along is for an entire podcast series all of its own. But ultimately, we need to know that Paul, before his encounter with Christ on that Damascus road, was one of the main instigators for propping up this understanding that the Jews were right and the Gentiles were wrong that the Jews were in and the Gentiles were out, that the Jews knew all the right things and they got a handle and a grip on who God was and what God wanted, and the Gentiles didn't. That the Jews were the people who God had said yes to and the Gentiles were the people who God had said no to. Fast forward all this time and we have this church in Crete that's made up of Jews and Gentiles and all these old issues are coming up. They can't get along. They do things differently. One group thinks they should do this. Another group thinks they should do this. There's infighting within the, within the church. And Paul, in this transformed, I'll correct myself, being transformed, his transforming state, writes this letter to Titus to deal with these issues. But these are issues that he himself helped to prop up. Just like with Bruce Wayne having to become Batman to fix the problem. And just like with Tony Stark having to create Iron Man to deal with that problem. Here we have Paul now having to step in once again. Being seen as the big hero to solve a problem that once he was one of the main instigators of causing. Now, of course, nobody's perfect. And depending on what side of the aisle you fall, you will very much like Paul and, and really love his theology and be really encouraged by the words and the teaching that he gives us through these letters. Or you'll have a bit more of a difficult relationship with Paul where you'll struggle with things, where you've perhaps been in the past been taught that Paul has interesting views on women in church and women in leadership. He has interesting views in... Um, your sexuality, he has interesting views in um, the colour of your skin or your ethnicity, he has interesting views in free people versus slaves and all these things and you either find yourself in one camp, the we love Paul camp or the we hate Paul camp and I'm here to tell you that we stand in between this gap. We stand kind of straddling these two camps, one foot in either. Because as much as we can kind of idolise Paul and see him as amazing, he still was only a human being, being transformed. Or as much as we can throw shade at Paul and hate on him, he is only a human being and will make mistakes just like us. So I just want you to stop today and think about perhaps some of the issues that you're facing in your lives, some of the problems that you see going on around you, and recognise perhaps maybe how you've been more like Bruce Wayne 
and not putting your abilities and your um, funding and your uh, the things that you have to offer, not directing them in the correct ways in the first place to be able to deal with that situation quickly. Or maybe you can look at things and see how perhaps you're a bit more like Iron Man, where in fact you caused the problem in the first place. And either way, I want to encourage you with the life and the letters of Paul once again and say that it doesn't matter who you were in the past. It doesn't matter how you acted or what you thought or what you believed in the past because we are all on this journey of transformation. We are all being redeemed by Christ and that you, just like Paul as he writes these letters to encourage pastors and encourage churches and teach and lead and he's finding his own footing as he goes along on this journey, you too can help others around you. You too can leave this world a better place than when you started. Be encouraged, friends. Be encouraged. Grace and peace.